Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, I know what it's like to hit the wall. I mean that now physically. I'd heard about hitting the wall from athletes and so on, but it never happened to me until it was about 25 years ago. With a buddy of mine, I was doing a bike ride, a bike trip from Paris to Rome. I'd studied in Paris, he'd studied in Rome, and so we set up the, you know, places to stop along the way, and we undertook this sort of epic journey. We did about, I don't know, 70, 80 miles a day going from Paris to Rome. Well, this is one fine day, it's kind of right in the middle of the trip. We're south of Lyon, so we're toward the south of France. And we'd probably been riding, I don't know, 15, 20 miles already. And of course, this has been going on for days. Um, and at that point, I hit the wall. And what that's like, again, I'd never experienced it before. It's not like you just, you're getting a little tired. It's not like, boy, I'm feeling a little bit worn out. It's, you can't go on. Suddenly, I just, I couldn't pump my legs anymore. I, I, I couldn't move my legs. I just had to stop the bike. I put the bike against a tree, I remember, and I sat down, and we always had plenty of water with us, and we also had these big, long French uh, baguettes, you know, these French uh, loaves of bread. And so I sat down for maybe 20 minutes, and I just drank water, and I ate bread. And then I could feel strength coming back, got back on the bike, and off I went. Well, I, I, that's really struck me that moment. I'd never experienced it before. When you realize in the most visceral way how you need sustenance. See, because rarely do we push our bodies to that limit, you know. Well, that day I did, and I realized in my, in my bones how much I need food and drink. Well, I always think of that when we come across this reading. It's our first reading for this weekend from the first book of Kings. It has to do with Elijah. And remember the story that preceded this. Elijah had confronted the priests of Baal up on Mount Carmel. They made their sacrifice. He made his. God refused them. He accepted Elijah. Then Elijah kills the 450 priests of Baal, at which point the king and queen come after him. They send the troops of their army after Elijah. So here he is, this one person fleeing from the whole military apparatus of the state. He's fleeing for days and days, and finally he reaches this point of, of near despair. He went a day's journey into the desert till he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. I always think of that because I sat against a tree when I was having this hit-the-wall experience. And listen, though, he prayed for death, saying, This is enough, O Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my father's. Elijah had hit the wall, not so much physically, but spiritually and psychologically, he was completely out of steam. He just didn't see a way to go on. Well, what happens? An angel touched him, ordered him to get up and eat. 
He looked there in his head, and there was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the angel again said to him, take and eat. And so he does. And then he's able to make his long journey to Horeb, the mountain of God. Okay, we're dealing here, of course, with powerfully symbolic language. Are there times, and maybe I invite everyone listening to me right now to call this to mind, are there times when spiritually and psychologically you have hit the wall, where you feel exactly as he did, sitting under this tree and thinking, Lord, just take my life. I mean, I can't go on any further. I couldn't go on physically any further on that, in that road south of Lyon 25 years ago. And there are times, I think, when we all feel that way spiritually. What do we need? Not so much food from this world. That's why it's important that the angel tells him. It's a symbolic reference to the fact that the food we're talking about here is food from another world. It's food from another plane of existence. We need, desperately sometimes, to eat and drink of this higher heavenly food if we are to go on. And everybody, it's just as simple as that. In you know, the experience I had of hitting the wall, there is something so elemental and simple about it. There's, there's no complexity or subtlety. It's like, I'm out of gas and I need more. I don't know if you ever had that experience. I never have of, of being in the car when it absolutely runs out of gas. I've had friends who told me about that, what a sinking feeling that is, where there's just nothing you can do. The car is stopped, period. It needs gas. Well, sometimes spiritually, we reach exactly that point. What do we need? Food. Not earthly food, but heavenly food. Okay? All of that is a preparation for our gospel reading. Now, keep in mind, we're going through that sixth chapter of John, that magnificent passage where Jesus talks about the Eucharist, the bread of life. And now listen. He refers to himself as the bread that has come down from heaven. Bread. He's not talking about dessert. <laughs> He's not talking about garnish. He's not talking about some side course. But the most elemental, basic sort of food you can imagine. And mind you, bread, not ordinary bread, but bread that has come down from heaven. Bread from a transcendent source. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. Think of the manna that the Lord gave the Israelites in the desert. It's a bit like the, the French bread and the water that I drank, or ate and drank that day I hit the wall. Yeah, it, it got me going that day. It got me through that day. And then the next morning, I had to eat and drink again. It, it sustained me for a few more hours. That's the way it goes with earthly sustenance. 
But the bread that Jesus is talking about, listen now, the bread that he is, is not bread just for the day, just for a few hours, just for the moment. It's the bread that lasts unto eternal life. Do you want to live forever? Do you want to live in this properly heavenly realm? You need this sustenance. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Think about that, everybody, for a moment. He who eats this bread will live forever. As I said, the, the bread that we eat in this world sustains us for very short bursts of time. I have the most satisfying meal for dinner, but next morning I am hungry again. That bread and that food lasts for a very short time. But we've got within us a desire, not just for life in this world, we've got a desire to live forever. If we want that life, we have to eat, period. It's not that complicated. In a way, everybody, it's just that simple. Now, again, I, bread, bread, we're dealing here with food at the elementary level. We're dealing here with a kind of spiritual physics. You want to live in the eternal realm? You've got to eat the food that prepares you for that, that sustains just that life in you. See, think of Jesus here, everybody, not just as a teacher. I know we're tempted all the time in our culture to do just that. Because we can handle that. This spiritual teacher, that spiritual teacher, I take this from, you know, this Sufi mystic and this from this Jewish rabbi and this from the Hindu scholar and this from the Buddhist. And then Jesus, oh, he's great too, teaches me wonderful spiritual truth. That's not it. That's not Christianity. Yes, he is indeed a teacher, and yes, indeed, we can and should distill from his preaching these great spiritual truths. But when, see, push comes to shove, who is Jesus? He's like, a, he's like a field of force. He's like an energy source. It's not just his teaching that matters. It's Christ himself who matters. We don't just abide by him or listen to him. We eat him and we drink him. And when we're sitting against that tree, as I did in Lyon, as Elijah did the broom tree, and we just say, Lord, I can't go on. That's precisely the moment when we realize our hunger for this bread of life. As I record these words, uh, we're about to begin, we the bishops of the United States, a three-year process of Eucharistic renewal. Prompted in part by the fact that 70% of even Catholics do not believe in the real presence, and that now for many decades, something like 70% of Catholics or more stay away from Mass on a regular basis. Suppose I, I was against that, that tree in south of Lyon in France. I, I'd hit the wall. I couldn't go on. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to eat and drink anything. Well, I, I would have been stuck there.
What possesses us, everyone, to think, yeah, I know I've hit the wall spiritually. I know I'm kind of lost spiritually, but I'm going to stay away from the one food source that will sustain me for eternal life. That's how ludicrous it is, my fellow Catholics, when we stay away from the bread of life. I often thought of that when I was doing pastor work full-time and people would come and they'd say, I don't know, Father, I just feel you know, kind of lost and I've lost a sense of meaning and purpose and I'm, I'm feeling depressed a lot and, and I'm sort of just wandering my way through life. And I'd say, well, do you come to Mass regularly? Nah, I haven't been to Mass in ages. Well, duh. I mean, it's not that complicated. You've hit the wall and you're staying away from the bread of life. Let me just leave you with an image as I close. I've used this in a book I wrote on the Eucharist. But my experience being in, in Rome one time distributing communion at a big papal mass, and I just went out with this you know, giant crowd in St. Peter's Square. It was all the people in this typical chaotic Italian manner, you know, pressing up to me with their hands extended. You know, Padre, per favore, per favore, you know, please, Father. And they're reaching out for the Eucharist. And I thought, yeah, that's, it's a little melodramatic, but that's the right attitude toward the bread of life, that we, with a kind of spiritual yearning, even desperate yearning, reach out for the bread that will sustain us to life eternal. Spend a little time, as I mentioned, with John chapter 6. And think about this passage, especially when you hit the wall spiritually. This is the bread that alone can sustain you. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.